Welcome to this week's class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a very special Chassidic discourse. The name of the discourse is called Vayiyu Chaye Soro. It was the life of Soro. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Chaye Soro in the year Tovshin Nun Aleph, exactly 30 years ago. And this Hasidic discourse is a very, very meaningful and powerful Hasidic discourse because this is actually the last Hasidic discourse that the Rebbe said. And then later on, the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse. So the Hasidic discourse is based on the Pasuk, the verse in the parsha where it says, It was the life of Sarah. And the verse continues to say specifically, She lived for a hundred years. The Esrim Shana and twenty years, the Sheva Shanim and seven years, and then the verse says, Shnei Chaye Sarah, this is the years of the lives of Sarah. So the Rebbe brings questions that are brought down going back from the first Chabad Rebbe, the Alta Rebbe, and the other Chabad Rebbeim afterwards, as well as Rebbe Rashab, who we just celebrated his birthday on Chavchashvin. And the question is a very simple question. If you give a look in the verse, what does it say? That Sarah lived for 127 years. Now it divides it up and it says, Meya Shana. Now Meya is 100, a big number, the biggest number out of 127. But what does it say? It says Shana, year, singular. It doesn't say plural. Then when it goes on to say 20, Esrim, it also says Shana, singular. However, when it comes to Sheva, the smallest number, over there it says Shonim, plural. So the question is, why by 120 it only is a singular, and then why by 7 does it say plural? That's question number one. Question number two is, if you read the verse, the verse says clearly, this is the life of Sarah, and it says 100 years, 20 years, 7 years. So we know how long Sarah lived. But the verse continues and says, Shnei chai Sarah, this is the years of the life of Sarah. We know that. Why is the Torah repeating it? Also, and this is a classical question we always ask, anytime we learn something, the Rebbe asks, what's the lesson to each and every one of us? Because we're learning about the how, long, how long Sarah lived and all the details of it, 120 and 7, there must be a beautiful life lesson. And the question is, what is a life lesson the Torah is trying to teach us? So the Rebbe uh, brings down from the uh, different Hasidic discourse from the, from the Rabbeim, that in this verse, of uh, that Sarah lived for 100 years, 20 years and 7 years, in here you have the whole Seder Hishtalshalus which means the whole cause and chain of effects, the way Hashem used to create the world on high, and also in our personal lives, the way we live our life. Everything is in this verse. And it applies to each and every one of us. In other words, that every one of us have to do our spiritual service in all the three levels. The level of 100 years, the level of 20 years, and the level of seven years, just like Sarah, because we know Sarah is one of the, one of the uh, matriarchs. So just like Sarah went through the hundred and the twenty and the seven, which we have to know what that is. But just like Sarah did it, we have to do the same thing as well. So what is the so the question is what is this idea? The hundred years, twenty years, seven years that Sarah went through that we need to go through. We have to know what it is. So the Rebbe brings from the Zohar, 
And the Zohar says as follows. So the Zohar says, a hundred years, it's a generalization of everything. And the Zohar says, Hashem gave a look from up on high, from the concealment of all the concealment, and he saw into the secret of the hundred, and the Zohar says, the Meya Birkain and the hundred blessings that we say every, every day. And the same thing the Torah says, that Hashem looked on high in this general idea of 20 years. And that's why, because it's a general idea of 120, that's why it says Shona, not Shonim. A plural, because it's a general idea, a general concept. However, when it comes to seven years, so already there, it's referring to uh, judgment, compassion, different sides. So once you're dealing with the right and the left, therefore it says the idea of shana in plural. Now, obviously, the, the, I, I gave you the English version of the Zohar, but it's a very, very abstract term the Zohar uses. So the question is, what does it mean practically what the Zohar is trying to say? And the Rebbe explains as follows. When the Torah says, Meya shana, 100, and again, year in the singular, it's referring to what? It's referring to, we know in the Svirot, we have 10 Svirois, the highest sphere is Keser. So Meya Shana is a reference to the sphere of Keser, the highest sphere. Why? What's the connection with 100 and Keser? Because Keser, within Keser, you have all the 10 Svirois. Keser, Chachmabina, we don't count Das, since we're counting Keser. Chesed Gvurit Feris, Netzachoy Yisoyed and Malchus. So you have within it all 10 Svirois. Now, every one of the ten spheroids have within it all the ten spheroids. So if you take the ten spheroids, and each one has within it ten, so you have the idea of what? Of a hundred. <clears throat> what does that mean practically? So on, on a Kabbalistic level, again, Kessler is a hundred because Kessler is all ten spheroids, and each one has all ten. What does it mean practically in our avoida, in our serving of Hashem? So we know that Kessler, there's two components to Kessler. There's the lower component of Kesser, or the external part of Kesser, which is called Rotzain. And then there's the internal part of Kesser, or the higher part of Kesser, which is called Tainug. So when we say Kesser, which means all uh, the idea of a hundred, it's referring to our Rotzain, our will, should be dedicated to Hashem. Our Tainug, our pleasure, our deepest satisfaction should be with Hashem. That's the idea of Kesser. And that's the idea of a hundred. What's the idea of 20? So when it says 20, it's referring to the two spheroids that come after Kesser, Chachma and Bina. And so what's the idea of 20 if it's two spheroids? Because since each one of the spheroids have within a 10, so it's 10 to the power of a Chachma, 10 to the power of Bina, so you have the idea of 20, which is the idea of intellect. Now, <clears throat> the Rebbe also brings another idea that we explained just now that 100 is referring to Kesser. The Rebbe gives another opinion that a hundred is not referring to Kesser, it's actually referring to the essence of Moichen, the essence of intellect. What's, what's, how do you get a hundred to intellect? It's only one, how do you get a hundred? And they explain as follows. Because it is another way to uh, dissect the Sirot is as follows. The lowest sphere of Malchus, you count it as ones, one, one sphere. When do you um, add a time where each one is interconnected with all of them? That's in the imidois, za, in the emotions. That has ten. 
However, when it comes to Chachma and Bina, over there it's actually to the power of a hundred. And actually Keser, according to that opinion, is not a hundred, it's actually a thousand. So based on that, based on that, when we say a hundred, referring to Moichin Be'etzem, the essence of intellect. And as intellect as itself. So if you take Chachma, so we said that in this calculation, Chachma is to the power of a hundred. So the essence of Chachma is what is a hundred? So if that's the case, how do you get, tw- how do you get 20? Because in Chachma, you have like this. You have Chachma by itself, for itself, and that's to the power of a hundred. And that's why you have Meyashon is referring to Chachma by itself. Then you have intellect, where intellect is connected to the emotions. Uh, intellect which is purpose is to direct the emotions. So once intellect leaves the intellect, the world of intellect on its own, and it gets attached to the emotions, so it's already moichin, which is connected to midos. So then it drops from a hundred, it drops down to ten, and you have chachman binos, therefore you have the idea of twenty. And again, that's the second opinion that's referring to moichin be'etzem, which is a hundred, and chachman bina is the idea of, of intellect where it's connected to the Midas. But the first opinion was that the, that the 100 is referring to Kesser, and the 20 is referring to the idea of Chachman Binas in general. Now, back to the point. So why, why does it say by both of them Shana, singular? So very simple. Because by Kesser, according to the first opinion, we're referring to Kesser, in Kesser, even though you have all the spheres which are 10, and all the 10 which have 10 in it, so it makes it 100. But nevertheless, in Kesser, everything is unified. So because it's all unified and they blend in so beautifully, that's why it says Shana. You can have 100, 10 spheres, each one that has all 10 in them. So it's, and seemingly it's like 100. But because it's Kesser, because it's all unified, it's all one, it's Shana. It represents the idea of oneness. Same thing with Chachma and Bina. So even though Chachma is made up of 10, Bina is made up of 10, so you have 20, the power of 20, but nevertheless we know what it says in Kabbalah, in reference to Chachma and Bina, that it's train, rain, the loyim is parshin. That Chachma and Bina is like two friends that are totally connected and never really get disconnected. That's why it says the same idea of Shana when it comes to the idea of Chachma and Bina when it comes to 20. However, once you come down to the 7, which 7 is already the emotions, and we know the emotions are all over the place. Chesed, Gevura, kind, severity, judgments, a total different of opinions, um, uh, to, be, to be strict, to be compassionate, totally different sides. And therefore, by, when it comes to seven already, therefore it says shonim, plural, because again, when it comes to emotions, they, there's, no, there's no real unity there. And then they continue to explain why does it say Shnei Chaye Sara? We already know the years of Sara. Because, the, so based on after a person does their Avoidah, we do our spiritual work of what Meya Shana, that even though we have Keser, and in, in there there's the ten spheroids, and each one of them is ten spheroids, but it's the idea of Shana, we're all unified, we're Ratzoin, our will and our Tainug for Hashem. And the same thing also when it comes to Chachman Bina, where it's made up of the twenty different levels, Chachma 10 and Chachma and 10 and Bina, but then again it's unified. And we work on our Midois, that even though they're all over the place, we're dedicating our Midois for Hashem, everything is for Hashem. So then after we do our Voido, we come to a higher level, and in that higher level, what do we say? Shnei Chai 
which means it's all one. And it's not about um, making th- th- this sphere or that sphere and a d- differentiation becomes all one. And uh, matter of fact, that's why when it says Shnei Chai Yisara, it doesn't, it doesn't give a total again of a number. This is the years of Sarah. How much is the year? It doesn't say. Why? Because, like, for example, the Rebbe says, we start counting from one. So what are you counting before you count one? There's no counting before one. Why? Because you start with one and before there's nothing. The same thing also, once you come into the unity and the oneness where it's all one, so come, you go back to Shnei Chai Sara where there's no, no counting. So based on this, that, so this we brings so far from the previous Rebbeim, the insight into the idea of Meyashana, which again is either Keser or Chachman Ve'etzem, uh, Esrim Shana, which is Chachman Bina, um, um, Shavashana, which is the Midois, Shnei Chai which what gets elevated to what above the idea of counting. So, based on this, Rabbi asks a very simple question. What do we just say? Shnei Chai is already now a notch up. After you did the Avoid of 100 years, Kasser, and you did the Avoid of Chachman Bina 20 years, and the seven Midois, now you go to a higher level, which is higher than Maya, the Esrim, and Shavashanim. So, Rabbi asks a simple question. The fact is, Shnei Chayisara is a reference to what? 127 years. That's a simple shot. So how do you take it away to a whole different level that's not connected to numbers? Which, is not, which, is not, which doesn't have numbers and it's above it. That's question number one. And matter of fact, Rashi says that Shnei Chayisara is that all her years, the 100, the 20, and the 7, were all the Taiva. They're all equal. So if we're saying they're all equal, so they're all equal in 120 and 7. But not a higher level, they're all equal. Rashi says they're all equal. So it doesn't mean you reach to a higher level. So that's another question Rabbi asks. The other question Rabbi asks is as follows. <clears throat> Rashi says that, what does it mean she was 100? She was like 100, like 20. Which means that just like by 20 she didn't sin, so the same thing when she reached 100 she didn't sin. And the same thing with 20 and 7. Just like by 7, she was so beautiful, so when she reached 20, she stayed to her beauty. So based on the simple Pshat and Rashi, so 7 is technically a higher number. That was the ultimate in beauty. And ha, 20 is like 7. 20 was the ultimate, she didn't sin. And 100 is like, 100 is like 20. But on the, the way we're learning according to Chassidut, 100 is the high number. 100 is Keser. 20 is intellect. And the lowest number is the emotions, which is all over the place. So how does it go together with, with, uh, with, with the interpretation of Kabbalah and the simple interpretation according to Rashi? So the Rebbe takes on a whole new approach, and he says as follows. The Rebbe is going to explain this based on what's explained in many other places in Chassidus, based on the Zohar that we just learned, the second part of the Zohar. What does the Zohar say like this? The Zohar says as follows. That Meyashana, the hundred years, is Klala the Kula, is the part that includes everything. What does that mean it includes everything? And the Zohar says that the Meyashana, the hundred years, is a reference to the hundred blessings that we make every single day. And as we know, we are obligated to make 100 blessings every single day. Like we know, that we learned in the, in the, to teach us in the Talmud, based on the verse in the Torah, what does it say in the Torah? The Ata Yisrael. And now, you, the Jewish people, Ma Hashem Elekecha Shoyel Mimcha. What does Hashem ask from you? 
So the verse says, what is he asking from you? What's the word what? What is he asking you? The word is ma, mem hey. So, they, so the Talmud says, don't read ma, just what, but instead of ma, it should be meya. Hashem is asking, for, you know what he's asking from you? That you should make a hundred blessings every single day. That's what the Rebbe quotes from different Hasidic insights based on the Zohar. So what is a hundred years reference to? It references the idea that we have to make, we're obligated to make every single day 100 blessings. Now, Meyashana comes first, which means our mission is to make a hundred blessings every single day. And this idea of making a hundred blessings every day, which the Zohar says is a general idea, that's the general idea which includes the idea of 20 years, as will soon be explained, and the idea of seven years, which will soon be explained, is all included in the Meyashan. And others like this. Besides what we explained before, that all the hundred levels, you know, each sphere is 10, and then in each one is 10, which is all part of the idea of Kesser, which Kesser basically is one, which is totally, you can't differentiate, and therefore we say Shana because it's really, really one. But also, besides that, it actually also includes the idea of 20 years and seven, and seven years. So how does that work practically? Shudabra explains like this. <clears throat> this idea of a hundred, which is basically the general concept of making the hundred blessings, and drawing down godly energy, you draw down this godly energy into what? Into Esrim Shana and Sheva Shana. How do you draw it in? Because you make the blessings, that's the blessing. That's the hundred blessings you have to make every day. But when we make the blessings, and we meditate on it, and we think about it, and we learn about it, so we're drawing it into our intellect. Our intellect is Chachma and Bina. And each one of those have 10 sviot connected to it on the level of Chachma. So we're drawing in the blessings into our intellect, which is the 20, and we're drawing in the, tw- the 100 blessings into our emotions, which is the 7. So this idea of making the 100 blessings, which is a general idea, gets drawn down into what? To the 20 of the intellect and the 7s of the emotions. And this applies whether you say that the hundred is referring to Kesser, or even if you say that, that the hundred is referring to the essence of intellect, because even though intellect is something which is in the Kabbalah is called a koyach pnimi. What means a koyach pnimi? An, an, a, a, um, a koyach, which is a sphere that we can relate to, we can connect to. Kesser is above us, it's a koyach makif, it's too powerful for us to internalize. Moyach is something which we can internalize. But nevertheless, that even though so moyach is something which we can internalize, but it's still a, when you're dealing with the essence of intellect, it's still a general idea which can connect to the lower spheres of moy, with intellect which is connected to the midois, and also intellect which, which is connected to the emotions as well. So therefore, when a person does all the hundred brachas, 
and you do it with the, again, according to the first interpretation with the idea of Ratzin V'tainog, you have a will to do it and you have a pleasure from doing it, or according to the second interpretation when you're doing it from the essence of your intellect, and you draw it down into your intellect and into your emotions, and we know in the, in the, in the emotions there's two sides. There's the positive, there's the negative, um, and then you have to enjoy it literally into the emotions which struggle with it, which, which that's the ultimate avoider that we have to do is to, that our, that our emotions should be excited about doing, uh, doing and saying all the brachas. Then we accomplished a spiritual idea of meya shana, which is again doing the hundred blessings. Esrim shana, that we get it, we understand that we connect to it. And shava shana, that we are emotionally excited about the hundred, about, about the hundred blessings. So the Rebbe is now going to explain this powerful idea which brought down in Kabbalah that our avoida is the hunter blessings. The Rebbe explains like this. What are we saying? Meyashana is a reference to this general idea of saying a hundred blessings every day. So the Rebbe explains that based on, it's brought down in many, many places in Chassidus, that making a blessing, that is our general spiritual work in this world. We have a lot of work we have to do in this world spiritually. This specific work, and then this general global work. Our general global spiritual work in this world is to make blessings. Why is that? Why is it so important that our, this is our avoida, this is our work in this world to make blessings? Rebbe explains it very simple. What is the idea of a bracha? We're going to learn now the Kabbalistic insight into what a bracha is, what a blessing is. So Rebbe explains what's a bracha. A bracha comes from to mavrich, which means to draw down. Every time you make a blessing, you're drawing down godly energy in this world. And that's why when you make a bracha, what's the traditional blessing that you make? Baruch, Ata, Hashem, which basically means we want to draw down, Baruch, we want to draw down, draw down the name of Yudke Vavke in this world. That this level of Yudke Vavke, the, the infinite God, the most powerful God, the one that created the world, should be drawn down into this world. So anytime we're getting ready to do a blessing, what is the general meditation is? We want to draw down Yudke Vavke. As it says in the blessing, Baruch Atah Hashem. I'm getting ready to draw down, I'm actually drawing down Yudke Vavke into this world. Now, when it gets draw, when, when you draw down the Yudke Vavke into this world, how does it work? So first, what you do is, you draw down the Yudke Vavke when you say the blessing, when you think about the blessing, into the soul. We all have a godly soul. So we're drawing down the godly energy in our soul. And what do we say? Baruch Hashem. Elokeinu, Hashem Elokeinu. What does that mean, Hashem Elokeinu? We want that Hashem, this Yud Kevavke that we're drawing down into the world, and the first place it comes in is into our Neshama, that we want that the revelation of the infinite light of Hashem should be in our soul, which means practically. What does that mean practically, that Yud Kevavke should be in our soul? Notice, how do you know if Yud Kevavke is in your soul? Very simple. That we should strengthen our faith in Hashem. It should be felt in our heart in a revealed way until Eloikeinu, it becomes our God. What does it mean, our God? 
our koyach, our power, v'chayusenu, our vitality should be coming from Yudkei Vavkei. So the first step is when you make a blessing, so if you want to know if you're doing the blessing right, practically speaking, some meditation on a blessing, Baruch HaToh Hashem Alekeinu. I'm drawing down Yudkei Vavkei into my Neshama that I should feel, you know, the power I have, the strength I have, where is it coming from? It's coming from Hashem. When you feel that, that means the blessing was done right. If you feel sluggish and you feel like, oh, things aren't going well and you're worried and concerned, you got to make another blessing. Why? Because you're lacking that vitality and that energy that your energy is coming from Yudkei Vavkei. When do you get tired? When you get tired, because you're tired. But what happens when your energy comes from Yudkei Vavkei? How can you get tired? Hashem doesn't get tired. So you want your energy should be coming directly from Hashem, not from someone else or something else. How do you do that? By making the bracha. So the bracha is key, the blessing is key, that you should draw down into your neshama, Yudkei Vavkei. How do you know Yudkei Vavkei? The blessing was done right? Very simple. Do you feel, do you feel the godly energy? Do you feel the vitality? Do you feel on fire? Then you do the blessing right. If you don't feel on fire, go back to the drawing board. Do the blessing again. I mean, you can't make a blessing in vain. So eat something else. Drink something else. Um, put, uh, put on a tefillin if you're a man. Light the Shabbos candles if you're a woman. Whatever the, whatever the mitzvah may be. So the first thing is you bring godliness into your own neshama. After you bring godliness into your, your neshama, then you want to bring God into the whole world. Because you can't light up the world if you're not lit up. So first you have to light yourself up, and then you light up the world. And we see it actually in the essence of the blessings that we make, that the goal of the blessings is to bring godliness into your neshama, into your nefesh, and from there into the whole world. Like for example, when do you make a blessing? And there will be just many, many examples. When do you make a blessing? Anytime you're doing a mitzvah. When you do a mitzvah, you make a blessing. Generally speaking, if you think about any mitzvah that you're doing, you're doing a mitzvah in the physical world with something physical. For example, you're putting on tzitzis for a man. You put on tzitzis. Tzitzis is made up what? Of something spiritual? Something non-tangible? No, it's made up of physical wool. And it's a physical garment, has a certain physical size, has a dimension. And when you physically put it on, you make the blessing, which means you want to draw down godliness into your neshama, but from there into the physical garment, and from there into the whole physical world. Or, for example, you put on tefillin. Tefillin is not non-tangible. It's a physical item, which actually comes from an animal. And you're drawing down godliness into the physical world by making the blessing on the tefillin. So you see clearly the blessing is to draw down godliness into your neshama and to draw down godliness into the world. Or for example, you get up in the morning. You get up in the morning, it's a lot of blessings. Now you'll appreciate the blessings you get up in the morning. You get up in the morning, instead of going for the coffee, or whatever you use to get yourself a high, make the blessing. Baruch Atah Hashem you're drawing down Yudkei Vavkei. There's no coffee that comes close to the infinite Yudkei Vavkei of Hashem. And you draw that into your neshama. And then you start making blessings on things that you benefit from. 
and you make it on the first time you have benefit from it. So for example, um, you go through the blessings in the morning. You're able to stand up, you're able to open your eyes, you're able to uh, uh, stretch, and uh, all the different blessings that we say in the morning. Or for example, when you do the, uh, the Shmon Esri, the Shmon Esri has 19 blessings. One of the 19 blessings is for physical things. Hashem should heal the sick, bless us that we should have a good year, that uh, the proper uh, uh, crops should grow, the trees, the plants, and so on and so forth. Or take, for example, before you eat, before you drink, after you eat and after you drink. So by making the blessing, you're taking something which is neutral and you're elevating it so that you should be able to eat it and drink it. Because if, if you don't make a blessing, how can you eat it and drink it? And we know what the Talmud tells us, whoever benefits from this world without making a blessing is as if you've benefited from holy items that you had no permission to, to consume. Why? Because it says clearly, Hashem HaAretzum Loya. Who owns the world and everything in Hashem? But what happens? It belongs to Hashem. But when you say to Hashem, guess what? I'll make a deal with you. I'm hungry now. I'm thirsty now. I'm going to make a blessing, which means I'm going to draw down godly energy within me. I'm going to draw godly energy within the item I want to eat and drink. And now, well, I'm going to eat partners with you. But until you don't make the blessing, you can't eat it, you can't drink it. <clears throat> in other words, like this. The goal of the blessing is not to take away the godly energy within it. No, on the contrary, that the godly energy should become yours, and then you can eat and drink and elevate it. Because by eating and drinking, you're actually transforming and elevating the thing that's in the world. So that you can bring down the Yudke Vavke into it. So based on this, the Rebbe explains what the Zarya says, that the hundred blessings that we make every single day is our avoido, is our spiritual work to draw down godliness first in our neshama and then into the physical world. And that's why the Zoya says the hundred blessings, that's the general idea because that's our general mission on this world. To draw down godliness into the world. Now, how do we draw down? So first, we draw down in our intellect. Our intellect, which is connected to the emotions. And that's the idea of Esrim Shona. And then we draw down into our emotions. That's Sheva Shonim. Which, which is the seven days that Hashem used to create the world. And into our emotions which that's our main avoider in this world to draw down godliness into our emotions. So in other words, like this. So what, what's the Rebbe explaining? He explains as follows. The Zohar says again, our main avoider in this world is what? Making the hundred blessings. What's the idea behind the hundred blessings is? Baruch Ato Hashem, to draw down Yudke Vovke, that it should be Elokeinu, it should be our God. We should feel the godly energy within us. Once we feel it within us, then we bring it into the world by making blessings on things we eat and drink, things we have benefit from, on different mitzvot, and so on and so forth. And, but then we bring it into, it should go, not only there's blessings out there, but it should be permeated within our intellect. And it affects us on 20, which means all our chachman bina and every part of chachman bina, which is connected to the midos. 
And then we should feel it. That's the Shavashonin. Now what happens is when we do our avoidah, when we do our spiritual work, when we make the blessings, and it affects us intellectually, and it affects us emotionally, in the intellect, the 20 and the 7 of the Midois, and we cause God to be revealed in the world, then what happens is, by doing our job, by bringing godliness into every part of the world, our intellect, our emotions, and in the physical world, there actually becomes an elevation into the original 100 blessings. Otherwise, it's 100 blessings, which is beautiful to the museum. But by actually using and saying the blessings and making it work and internalizing in the world, there's actually an elevation in the, in the 100 blessings also. Like, for example, the Rebbe brings an example and it says that any time there's somebody of great intellect or of great understanding or any type of gift and you lower yourself to help someone lower than you, what happens then is you actually, you get elevated. As the rule is in all the way Hashem created the world, in all Seder Hishtalshlis, in every way, the way Hashem, every part of the creation of Hashem created the world, there's something which is called in Kabbalah, Na'utz Tchilasan Besoifan Besoifan Betchilasan, which means that the, ed, the end is wedged in the beginning. That means when, even though it looks like it's the end, it's the lowest energy, but the fact is in the lowest, you have the highest energy. So when you go down and you do the blessings in the world, and you're out there elevating the world, you get elevated. The hundred blessings get elevated. Not only that, nobody takes it a step further. Since we all know that why, the, the, the famous question is asked all throughout Kabbalah, why did Hashem create the world? And the answer is, because Hashem had a desire. What was his desire? He wanted a dwelling place in this world. So therefore, Hashem had a, a desire. The desire we know comes from a deep, high place within, within Hashem. What did he want? To have a dwelling place in this physical world. Now, when we go ahead and make a blessing, we're actually fulfilling God's desire. So we're actually fulfilling the intent of the essence of Hashem. Now we know the essence of Hashem, you can't describe what the essence of Hashem is. He's beyond any description you would give. There's no higher, there's no lower, there's no um, finite, infinite. It's all one. So when we do make a blessing and we draw godliness into this world, we're actually reaching a place in Hashem which is beyond higher, lower, finite, and infinite. We're fulfilling God's dream of dear B'taktoinim. And what's, what's the practical difference if we're elevating the lowest and through that we elevate the highest or we reach a very, very high place? Never explains very, very simple. On the first level, when we make a blessing and we elevate the, the, the lower part of the world, so what happens then is there's the higher and there's the lower, and we're elevating the lower part of the world. But on the second level, where it's all about fulfilling God's initial dream and wish of making a dear B'dachtoinim, so what's my goal? I would like to do one thing. I want to allow Hashem to fulfill His dream and His wish to have a dwelling place down here. Over there already, there's no difference between higher and lower. 
Because it's all one. When you're dealing with the essence of Hashem, it's all one. So what happens then is, when we do the Avoidah of making the hundred blessings, not only are we elevating the lowest part of the world that causes an elevation in us, we actually reach a place which is even higher than when you can talk about higher, lower, finite, and infinite. And based on this, Rebbe says that we can explain that we, the, the verse that we brought before with Chazal tell us that what is Hashem asking you? So we, so how do we get from, from Ma? We, we don't say it's Ma what, but we say it's actually Meya, a hundred. What is, what is, what is Meya? What, what is Meya a hundred? So actually Meya is made up of two words, Ma and Aleph. What is Ma and what's Aleph? So Ma is that Ma, Ma is the idea of Bittal. Bittal means we're giving up who we are, what we want, and anything about us. As the expression Moshe Rabbeinu said, Vanachtama, what are we? We're totally giving up whatever, whatever, whatever level that we think we exist, and we have an idea, total humility to Hashem. When a person practices ma, ma, true bittel, it's not about him, it's not about her, it's not about me, it's not about the I, then we have the power to reach the Aleph. The Aleph referring to the real Aleph, the real oneness, the real Hashem. What's the real oneness? Kesser. Even though it's a hundred, but that's the real one. Kesser is a hundred. But what's the essence of Kesser? It's the oneness of Hashem. That, and through that, we actually can cause that oneness of Hashem to be revealed in this world. And it was like this. When we do our Avodah, the hundred blessings, and how do we do it? We do it in a level of bittel, we're totally humbled, or another term which is called in Kabbalah, which is called Kabbalah Seul, which is accepting, we're doing whatever we have to. Over there, what happens then is, the essence of our soul gets revealed. Anytime a person practices humility and Kabbalah Seul, you think, I'm giving up. No, no, on the contrary. This is a tremendous chiddush drabbasis over here. Anytime you practice humility and you practice acceptance, you're not giving up. You're giving up external stuff. But what you're really getting is the revelation of the essence of your soul. Because the essence of your soul wants to do one thing. I want to fulfill the, the will and the desire of Hashem. And that's really the main avoider that I have. I want the essence of Hashem to be revealed. So this is a tremendous idea that Rabbi saying is. By doing our avoidah, the hundred blessings, drawing down Hashem, but why are we drawing down Hashem? Because I just, I just want, accept, I'm giving up any desire I have, my goal is thus that Hashem should be able to fulfill His dream of dear B'tachtoinim. We don't exist. When we don't exist, what does exist? Our etzim of our neshama comes out. And that allows the greatest revelation of the deepest part of Hashem to be revealed in this world. So it's almost like the less of us, the more of Hashem. Or the modern expression, let go and let God. The more you let go of yourself, the more God is going to be revealed in the world. And not only the more of God, the essence of God, the essence of Hashemah gets revealed in the world. So based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully the verse that we started in the beginning of the Chassidic Discourse. What does it say in the verse? 
It was a life of sorrow. Meya Shana, 100 years. Eshem Shana, 20 years. Sheva Shanim, 7 years. Shnei Chai Which means like this. Shnei Chai is not something disconnected from the 120 years, which is higher than the 127. No, no, no. They are the actual 127 years, which means that they're all Latoiva. Because when you reach the level that your whole purpose in the hundred years, which is the hundred blessings, every single day making a hundred blessings, not because I am making the blessing, because I want to basically have tremendous humility, Kabbalah soil, so Hashem can be, Hashem can be revealed. Then we reach the level of Kulam Shavan Lataiva, it's all, it's all equal. In other words, like this. The way the verse describes it is as follows. First, we start off Meyashana, which means I'm drawing down through the hundred blessings, I'm drawing down godliness into the world. And then I have a hundred, is like twenty, and like seven, different levels. In other words, in the hundred blessings, I have the intellect gets it, and the, the emotions get it, etc. But then the Torah says, no, 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 something totally different happens now. When you reach that level, when you draw down godliness into the world, then you have Shnei Chai Yisara, which means all the avoida of, of, of 100, which is Kesser, or 20, which is intellect, or 7, which is emotions, they're all equal. Why? Because once you put yourself aside, there's no 120 and 7. They all become equal. Because, well, how do they become equal? Because the intellect and the emotions and all the hundred blessings were doing it for one reason and one reason only. Because we want to fulfill what Hashem's desire was. And therefore, there's no difference between 120 and 7. And based on this, Trevor explains... That we say that kulam shavim latoiva, which means when you reach the level of total humility and total acceptance, then it's all equal because you all want to do one thing. You want Hashem's vision and dream to be revealed in this world. And the Rebbe explains kulam shavim latoiva. We know toiv, toiv is good. When what's the what's the essence and the source of good? Hashem. Hashem is the source of all goodness. And we know that the nature of good is to do good. And the nature of good is to do good gets revealed where? In every single one of our souls, which is all a part of Hashem, which is, and because it's a part of Hashem, when you touch that part of Hashem, you're touching Hashem Himself. And when a person does the avoida, when we do, when, when we do our avoida, from the essence of our soul, which what's the essence of our soul? Humility acceptance then it's all equal and when it's all equal it's all equal for the good it's all equal for good that every part of our voido from the morning to the night every single blessing we make is permeated with one goal the goal is to reveal the good hashem and that everything is for the good that it should have a dwelling place down here into this world it's obviously a beautiful level. Obviously, you need something you need to go through. The Meya Shana, you have to go through all the blessings and the intellect and the emotions. But the goal after all the avoid is you have to get to the level where Shkulam Shabam Latoiva, you know, all those 127, all those 100 and Kesser and Chachma and Midois. The truth is, it's all for one purpose only to bring down the Erebatachtonim in this world. 
And the Rebbe finishes off beautifully and he says like this, it should be the will of Hashem. That, and this is very powerful, the Rebbe says. Since in these days, and this is already 30 years ago the Rebbe said this, we completed all our work and all our toil on all levels, in the level of 100 years, which is the 100 blessings, in the level of 20 years, which is through the intellect, in the level of 7 years, which is all emo um, our, our, our emotions, and also the level of Shnei Chai where it's all good, means it's all focused on one thing, just to, just to bring down Hashem, dear B'dachtayim in this world, that Hashem should fulfill His dream. And Rebbe quotes the famous line from the, previ from the previous Rebbe, that we already polished our buttons, and we're ready to accept the face of Mashiach. And Rebbe said, especially since the previous Rebbe said this, many tens of years passed, that Jews scream, Ad Masai, till when do we have to be in this Gullus? And this also, the Rebbe said, this also needs a shear. How much we have to scream, Ad Masai? So the Mitch Hashem, the Rebbe says, so Mashiach will come and will have the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption through Mashiach Tzadkenu. And then when Mashiach comes, what will be revealed is, um, which the parasha after Chayisar is told is referring to Yitzchak, the, the, the offspring of Yitzchak, which we know that it says, the Rebbe quotes and he says, that we talk Mashiach comes, we're going to say specifically a reference to Yitzchak. Ki Avinu, you Yitzchak are our father. Why? Because we know that when it comes to Tainug, pleasure, and schoik, which is re referring to Yitzchak. Yitzchak was called because of laughter. Which, how does the ultimate tainug, pleasure, and schoik, laughter come when Mashiach comes? Comes from the avoided that we do in, in Galus, which will all be revealed when Mashiach comes. And then, Yimalei, schoik, pinu, when Mashiach comes, we're going to be full of real laughter. And then we'll have the hundred years, the twenty years, the seven years, there's even a higher level. You know, it was on higher level, A, the 100 blessings, and B, the 27 years. And here they're teaching us something very fascinating. What's the idea of 27 years? So we know that in the alphabet, there's 22 letters. 22 letters. But there's five letters that have a regular letter and a final letter. What are the five letters? It, we, to remember it easily, it's called Mansapach. Mem has a regular Mem and a final Mem, or Shlos Mem, you say in Hebrew or in Yiddish. Nun has a regular nun, either a fine or a shlas nun. Tzadik, pei, and chaf. All those have five. And so if you have five that are double, so you have 22 letters and five, you have 27. Which represents that's connected to the 27 years, the 27 letters of the Torah. Which is interesting, by the way, the five letters of Mansapach that writes in a footnote are all connected to Gula, to redemption. But again, another discussion for itself. And when Mashiach comes, all the ideas of Torah mitzvahs are going to be complete. What does it mean it's going to be complete? Because we're going to do kemitzvahs ritzoy necha. A lot of times we do mitzvahs because we like this mitzvah. We enjoy this mitzvah. But the reason why we should be doing mitzvah is kemitzvahs ritzoy necha. We're doing the, the ratzin of Hashem. And as Rabbi finishes over, it says, when Mashiach comes, it's going to be Torah chadosha mi'iti teitzei. Hashem is going to teach us a new Torah. What does it mean a new Torah? That the reasons of the Torah, the ones that we know, the ones that are going to be revealed when Mashiach comes in the teachings of Mashiach. And the Rebbe says, including 
the Torah, the new Torah of the Chabad Rebbeim, including the one that has his birthday, the Rebbe Rashab, and his uh, only son, the previous Rebbe, when they will all be resurrected, Mitchell Mashiach comes, and they'll say new Torah, which is going to be even new according to the level of Hashem. God, you know, if, if you can say such an idea, uh, like, because we know the Rebbe quotes, the verse says, Hashem says, I'm happy that my children do better than me. Until we'll have the ultimate new Torah, which will come out mi'iti, from, from, from Hashem himself. And iti also has the word aleph in tough, which means from all the letters of the alphabets, and um, up until the point that we're not going to have to each, uh, not going to everyone's going to have to teach anyone anything. We're all going to know Hashem. And oisi dafka referring to we're all going to know Hashem himself, the highest level of Hashem. And the most important thing Gerber finishes off and says, because this will all happen, take it for Miyad Mamash very, very quickly. And the says again, Mamash, Mamash, it should literally happen very, very quickly. So I think this Chassidic discourse is a very, very powerful Chassidic discourse. A, it's the last Chassidic discourse the Rebbe said. It's certified and edited by the Rebbe. But more importantly, it teaches us the whole Avoida, the whole spiritual work of Meya Shana, how by us every single day, saying our blessings, which is based on the Zohar, and saying the blessing, not just saying the blessing, but drawing down Yudke Vavke into our Neshama. We should feel the Yudke Vavke. The world should feel the Yudke Vavke. And then it goes into our intellect, into our emotions. And by doing the Avoida properly, and doing it with the proper Maya, 100, with the proper Bittal, with the proper humility, and the proper accept, acceptance, we create even a much greater, higher energy where everything becomes all one, everything becomes equal, all the conflict goes away. And I think it's a very, very practical tool. If we want to have peace and happiness, we should put our ego aside, learn, do mitzvahs, pray, for one reason, one reason only. We want to fulfill Hashem's dream. It's not about us, it's about Hashem. That will give us the ultimate and the greatest peace, satisfaction, and will give us the greatest light. As the Rebbe says, that hopefully, very, very soon, Mitchum, before even the next class, will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.